My name is Amanda Newland Davis, and I run Oklahoma Cold Cases along with my partner Jen. At Oklahoma Cold Cases, we try to shine light on the cases of the missing, murdered, and unidentified that otherwise don't get much media attention. For the last four years, we've existed solely on Facebook, sharing the posts of the missing, murdered, and unidentified of Oklahoma. But this past year, we've branched out and started a database in which we list all of the names of every cold case that is in Oklahoma that we are currently aware of. You can find us at oklahomacoldcases.org. I would also like to take a minute to let you know about our podcast, which is called The Throwaways. It is about the Lawton Serial Killer, which is a series of unsolved killings considered to be by the same killer, which took place roughly between 1999 and 2003 in Lawton, Oklahoma. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 20 Minute Missing and Murdered, where we share a true crime in under 20 minutes. In these segments, we will be sharing information on missing people and cold cases. This podcast contains explicit content, so listener discretion is advised. The opinions expressed on this podcast are solely the views of the hosts and do not reflect the views of affiliates, associates, or sponsors of this podcast. And now, here's your siren, Raven Rollins. Jeffrey Lee Ben was from Clayton, Pushmataha County, Oklahoma. He was living in Detroit, Michigan, and was working for a fiber optic company for about two months at the end of 2000, beginning of 2001. In January of 2001, he returned to his family's residence in Clayton. Jeffrey had plans to return home to begin college. Clayton was a small community of around a thousand people, so everyone knew everyone else. On January 29th, the morning after the Super Bowl, Jeffrey was seen at his Uncle Don's house around 1 a.m. He had attended a Super Bowl party there. His uncle lived on Nine Pine Road in the Tuscahoma area. Fifteen minutes after he left his uncle's house, neighbors heard a crash and voices down by a bridge over the Kiamichi River. Jeffrey's truck was found later that morning, just off of Nine Pine Road, crashed into a tree. It was assumed that he missed the curve and wrecked. Jeffrey's truck had minor damage, but he was not found with the truck. The river was not searched immediately because the river levels were unstable. It was later searched with no results. Jeffrey was last seen with his uncle Don and cousin Shannon. There are references to a cousin that failed a lie detector test regarding the case, but Shannon is not named as the person that failed the lie detector test. But there is an article saying that Jeffrey's family was estranged from Don's family after Jeffrey went missing. Linda, Jeffrey's mother, gave an interview to CNN. She didn't name Shannon, but when asked what she thought of the cousin failing the lie detector test, she said, quote, I don't know. It confuses us and it bothers me. I don't know what to make of it, end quote. Jeffrey's remains were finally found five years later on March 23, 2006. A logger working in a wooded area approximately two miles from the crash site found bones that appeared to be human. 
The sheriff commented that even though the site wasn't far from the U.S. Highway 271, it was rugged terrain, and it would be hard to get a vehicle within a mile of that place. The area was described as densely wooded and extremely mountainous. Jeffrey was ID'd by dental records that matched a lower jawbone that was found. DNA testing was not done. In a CNN interview, Kim Koch from the OSBI commented, quote, We searched with the OSBI plane and our forward-looking infrared system the Tuesday after Jeffrey was reported missing on Monday, and we did probably about a 20-mile radius from where his truck was found. I know the Lake Patrol also dragged the river, I believe. That was about 200 yards away from where Jeffrey's truck was found as well, and we didn't come up with anything. Linda also said that the search was extensive. Quote, for six days after he came up missing, there was an extensive search of the area by foot, by plane, four-wheelers, horses, dogs. For six days we did that, and then we proceeded to put up posters everywhere in surrounding towns and communities. Local television stations aired the story. We have searched his family and friends just continually, end quote. So was Jeffrey's body not there when the initial searches were done, or did they just miss it the first time? So even though there's no evidence that we know of to the body to prove murder, there are people that wonder if this was so. A couple reasons being that a tipster told the investigators that they had witnessed Jeffrey being murdered and his body being disposed of. Who the tipster was and what came of this tip is unknown. Also, the cousin and uncle changed their stories several times. At first they said that he had been at their house, then they said that he hadn't, then they said that he had again. And also, the uncle apparently drove Jeffrey's truck back to his house from the crash site scene without notifying other family members or the police. The sheriff at the time, Elvin Flood, said it wasn't even certain that Jeffrey was in the pickup when it crashed. He was also later charged with taking files from the sheriff's office when he retired, including Jeffrey's file. So could Jeffrey maybe have been drinking at this party and then possibly gotten injured in the crash and wandered off? Could this tipster be right and maybe Jeffrey was murdered? Is this an unsolved murder or just an unsolved mystery? Thanks for listening to this episode of 20 Minute Missing and Murdered. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Join us next time on the Sirens Podcast. Do we have an outro? That's our outro, isn't it?